Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading Matthew 5, verse 8. And Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, by way of reminder, the Beatitudes are not recommendations. Jesus is not saying, first, become clean in heart, become pure in heart, and then you'll see God. No, he's describing what already is the case. He's describing the kingdom, and he's saying, those who are the clean in heart already see God. Now, I was always raised to interpret that to mean like the the clean in heart, the pure in heart are kind of... um, those who possess this childish naivete, you know, uh, those who are undefiled by the disturbing realities of the world, those who have been sheltered by the things that that corrupt innocence, right? That's what I have always been taught to interpret as the clean and heart. That if you were uh, have sort of that squeaky clean morality or piety then God is pleased with you and will reveal himself to you. But what's interesting is that I think upon closer inspection, Jesus means the exact opposite. (laughs) The word he uses for clean or pure, so when he says the blessed ones are the clean in heart, is katharos, which has a connotation of the ritually clean. So in the Jewish context, there were tons of commandments and rituals, and laws, uh, behaviors that the Jewish people observed that kept them ritually clean. So the food they could eat and not eat, and when they could eat it, bodily fluids, and how that made you clean or not clean, who you could touch or not touch, um, all of these sort of external behavioral rules that if you abided by it, you could enter into the temple. You could enter into the presence of God, or we might say, you could see God. But Jesus is kind of redefining what it means to be ritually clean, and he does that throughout his entire ministry. So later on, we'll hear, I mean, some of the people who were judged harshest by Jesus are the Pharisees, who are the most ritually clean, the most, they are the best at adhering to these these rules and these commandments and these um, things that you have to do so that you can enter into God's presence. But at one point he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside you're full of extortion and greed. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will also be clean. Jesus is in the process of sort of redefining what it means to be clean. And what we find when he redefines it is that none of us are clean. Not only are we not clean, we are actually far dirtier than we realize. (laughs) And moreover, what he's so angry about with the Pharisees is that they're hypocrites. That's what he calls them, hypocrites. In the Greek, in the classical Greek, it just means an actor, a stage actor. So a hypocrites is a person who acts one way in public on the stage, but they're pretending, right? In their private self, they really believe or do something completely 
different. The Pharisees are actors. They want you to think they're being ritually clean, says Jesus, to please God. But they're not. They're following all the rules, not because they love God, but actually because they love the applause of people. But Jesus would say, the pure in heart, the, the clean in heart, not the clean on the outside, but the clean in heart, they will see God. What does that mean? What does it mean to be clean in heart? What does it mean to have an undivided, united heart, a clean heart, a whole heart? Well, what if it's recognizing that our external behaviors will never make us ritually clean, will never make us clean enough such that we can approach God's presence? And what if, when we recognize that to such a degree, it transforms us? We stop obsessing over our personal piety or our morality. It breaks us even. We recognize that we're far more defiled and dirty than than we can do anything about. No amount of sheltering, no amount of protection will put us in a state where we have the right to see God. And in that moment, in that total truthfulness, our external self matches our internal natures, right? Because internally we know we have no right to see God. And therefore, that translates to we stop becoming so obsessed with that external pretense. We stop becoming hypocrites, thinking that we can um, deceive ourselves or deceive others into thinking that we're actually ritually clean and deserve to see God. When I think about the moments where I encounter God most clearly, when I see him most clearly, it's usually right within or after I'm exposed with how defiled my heart is, how broken I am. In that moment, there's no pretense in me. There's no, there's no double-mindedness. There's no sense that, oh, actually, I'm not that bad of a guy. See, if, if, I, if I go a week or two and, you know, am not exposed with how defiled I am, I can even, you know, it's so subtle, but I can begin to believe that I have cause for God to accept me. Because I'm living such a good life, God loves me. But that separates, that's not true. (laughs) But it's in those moments where I'm exposed with how broken I am and how futile my external behaviors are toward earning any love of God or losing it or comparing myself with other people that I'm a whole being, I'm a whole person. I'm totally of a single mind knowing that I stand alone by God's love. And right in that moment, right in that wholeness and that unity, the love of God pierces me. And I see him, I see what is true. And then that takes me outside myself to not even worry about myself but simply to love God for his incredible grace and to love my neighbor as response. 
And that's what I think Jesus means when he says, those who are clean in heart, that is to say, those who know how unclean they are in their internal self, like deep in, deep within, they won't be hypocrites. And consequently, as whole people, as, as, as not being divided between their private selves and their public behavior, they'll see God. Lord, it sounds like, you know, as we talk about this, my prayer is that we're broken, that you break us, that you reveal to us how defiled we are, that there's no amount of behavior that we can put into practice that allows us cause or reason to see you. And so I pray that you reveal to us, you make us whole and singular people. Don't let us be hypocrites. And so our prayer, Lord, is that you would reveal to us that we have no reason for your love. And that revelation would make us whole people, not people of pretense, not hypocrites. And therefore, in that knowledge, we'd be overwhelmed and led outside of ourselves. That's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.